My pleasure to be joined this morning by the comptroller of the state of Connecticut, Sean Scanlon, here today. Got a lot of things to talk about today, but job one for Sean today is a program called Array RX. Sean, good morning. Thanks for joining me again today. And this is a big deal for folks who want to save some money on their medications. Good morning. Yes, it is a big deal. And we have, for the first time ever in Connecticut, we are offering a drug discount card. This started back on October 2nd, so uh, last month now, I guess it's November 1st. And uh, in the last uh, month or so, we've had tens of thousands of people sign up for this card. Uh, they're beginning to use it. And really what it is, Wayne, is it's a tool in the toolkit for anybody in Connecticut to download this card very easily at Array, A-R-R-A-Y, rxcard.com they can download it it's quick it's easy it's free and they can use it at 98 percent of the pharmacies in our state to save money on their drug costs takes five minutes to sign up for the card you can print it out after you receive your email or download it even on your smartphone as well unlike some of the competitors sean array rx does not and will not sell user data that's an important security issue people should know yeah, I mean, people have said to me, hey, Sean, how is this different from GoodRx? And GoodRx is a card that people are familiar with, but GoodRx got in trouble earlier this year and paid a very, very large fine because they were selling your data. Now, a lot of companies sell your data, but that's one of the reasons why this card is important because it's a state-backed product. We're not trying to make any money off of this. Uh, you know, GoodRx, they find ways to do this because they sell your data and they're making money. We find ways to do it because we're already spending a lot of money as a state on prescription drug costs, as are the other states we're partnering with, and we're basically taking the advantages of that and giving them to our constituents and the people of Connecticut for free. And Sean, I've been checking out your itinerary about what you've been doing, and a lot of what you've been doing in the last month since this rollout is visiting senior centers to promote this initiative. How important is this Array RX card to retirees, and seniors? Well, it's important to everybody, but it's important to a few kinds of people, Wayne, and seniors are one of them. You know, seniors have pretty good health insurance because most of them are on Medicare, uh, and Medicare has pretty good drug coverage, but there are drugs that are very popular for seniors that are not covered by Medicare, and for those folks, this card can be a huge resource. It's also a big resource for people who don't have insurance or who have not great insurance or who have high deductible plans. They don't want to spend that towards the deductible. They can go into their pharmacy. They can take out their ARX card. They can say to the pharmacist, hey, check what it would be with ARX versus my insurance and then make a decision of which card to use. Now, is the goal of this program essentially to save people money on prescriptions? That's exactly the goal of it. You know, um, there's a lot of reasons why drug costs are going up. There's a lot of ideas that we can talk about that will solve the overall problem. Uh, I think all of that has to happen in Washington, and some of it is starting to happen. Like, for example, President Biden uh, is the first president to ever successfully get Medicare to begin negotiating drug prices. It sounds like it's not that big of a deal, but it's a humongous deal. Uh, there's 10 drugs starting in two years that Medicare will negotiate prices for. And Wayne, those 10 drugs alone here in Connecticut, uh, the 50,000 seniors that are on my health insurance plan that I run, just 50,000 of a state of 3.5 million people, they spent $150 million on those 10 drugs 
last year alone. I didn't go on the program, but the name is unique. Array, A-R-R-A-Y-R-X, all one word. Is there a reason why that's what they named it? Um, I don't know, actually. It's uh, it's a state consortium that we uh, joined, and we didn't have any ability to change the name or make it you know, a Connecticut card or something like that. Um, but I don't know what the name of the what the genesis of the name is. I wasn't trying to hang out. I just wasn't sure if there was a story behind the array part of that title. ArrayRxCard.com is the website. And some of the other healthcare programs like Access CT, they've got enrollment periods and the like. Does this have an enrollment period or can people enroll in this now or next month or next year? No enrollment period. They can enroll 24-7 at ArrayRxCard.com. And again, that's A-R-R-A-Y-R-X-Card.com. And as you said, it takes five minutes. It's quick, it's easy, and it's free. And they can use it at 98% of the pharmacies in Connecticut, which I think is a really, really good thing for the folks in Connecticut. We'll repeat some of this information in a few minutes here, but let's talk about some other things the state comptroller has been involved in. Back on Monday, you joined elected officials and advocates to launch the Governor's Prevention Partnership. Prevention starts with you, capital letters, Drug Deactivation Initiative. Give us the background of that. Well, the background on that, Wayne, is that Connecticut and the United States is still engaged in an opioid epidemic, and we don't see it on the news as much as we did maybe a few years ago, but it's still very much a significant problem in our society. Each and every day, people are, you know, starting a, to take a few pills from, you know, an Oxycontin or a Vicodin to deal with, you know, getting a back surgery or a shoulder surgery, and they find themselves quickly dependent on them because these drugs have been proven uh, to be very addictive, and the folks that made them knew they were addictive before they began pushing them onto the American people. Uh, and so what we announced on Monday was that the state, uh, thanks to a grant that we got from uh, Senator Blumenthal and Senator Murphy's work in Washington, we are purchasing these drug deactivation pouches that will be made available to the public in Connecticut. And what that is, uh, is that most people who get those prescriptions maybe take one or two pills and then they leave them in their medicine cabinet and they forget about them. and They don't properly dispose them. That is most of the time how these addictions start, whether it's a kid or a family member or somebody finds these pills and begins to take them and it quickly spirals out of control. So these drug pouches are meant to be given out to folks so that they can destroy those pills safely. They're not supposed to flush them down the toilet. You're not supposed to just put them in the trash. You're supposed to use these pouches or bring them to a drop box at your local police department. And if we can get rid of more of these drugs properly, uh, I think we can do a lot to save lives in Connecticut. It's a $1.2 million campaign that offers resources and raise awareness of the vital role adults play in the prevention of youth substance misuse. You're a busy guy. You travel all over the state talking to people and the like. And a couple of weeks ago, you were out here in eastern Connecticut in the Killingly area. Talk about your visit to the Eastern CT Workforce Investment Board. Yeah, so I um, I spent a day, actually, in eastern Connecticut uh, shadowing what's called the Eastern Connecticut Manufacturing Pipeline Initiative. And, Wayne, this is a great program where in eight to ten weeks we are giving thousands of people the skills they need not to get a job but to get a career in manufacturing. And, uh, you know, it was inspiring to sit there uh, first at QBCC 
And then that then at Grasso Tech, which is one of our high school tech schools, but they're actually Three Rivers Community College is doing a, a this program at the tech school. And just talking to people who are right now working at Wendy's or Dollar General, and they don't really know what they want to do with their life, and then they got this random advertisement, hey, do you want to go make more money than your parents and help build submarines at an electric boat and save our country and defend the world? And in just a few weeks, like I said, these kids get the skills they need to be uh, working at EB and, and, and meeting those demands that they have right now. EB is trying to hire 5,000 new employees each year. It's an incredible program. We just need to get more people trained with the skills they need to actually succeed, and that's what that pipeline is all about. And last week in Farmington, you had a healthcare summit series convening more than 20 healthcare professionals, advocates, and public officials for the Women's Healthcare Summit. Did you break any new ground there, Sean? Yeah, I think we did. Um, you know, as some of your listeners may remember from previous times I've been on the show, I have been doing these series of summits across the state focused on different issues or problems within healthcare. I did the first one up uh, in Yukon about rural healthcare, big problem in, in your neck of the woods. And um, the goal of this is that uh, in January, I'm going to put out a report uh, from all these summits and all the work groups that I've formed with some recommendations about how we can improve health care in Connecticut. Most folks think of me as the comptroller and say, hey, you're the budget guy. Why are you talking about health care all the time? The reason for that, as I sort of alluded to earlier, is that I actually run the largest health care plan in Connecticut. 250,000 people get their health insurance through my office. And because of that, uh, I try to do what I can to take what we learn working with the state employee health plan and help everybody. And that's what these summits are all about. And the last time we had you on, we talked about the My CT Savings Program. Tell us what that is again and give us an update on where that stands. Yeah, so My CT Savings is a great tool for people to help their employees save for retirement at no cost to themselves. You know, about half the employers in Connecticut don't offer their employees a retirement plan, not because they don't want to, but because they can't afford to. My CD Savings is a, is a Roth IRA program run by my office. We do all the investing. We do all the infrastructure work. And all that employees do is they literally uh, sign up for this program, and uh, the employer pays nothing for it, um, which is really great for a lot of small businesses in Connecticut. When I took office in January of this year, we had 876 employers signed up for it. Uh, as of this week, we've got 6,000. So we've grown it tremendously in this last year. I spent a lot of time, you know, pounding the pavement, talking to folks about this and getting them to sign up. And we've had some great success. And if you're a, a business listening and you haven't signed up yet, all you have to do is go to mycdsavings.com. It's very easy to sign up. And we just want to help your employees. So help us help your employees. More than 20,000 Connecticut residents planning for their future with this program. More than half of them between 19 and 39. And for many, it's their very first retirement account. It's myctsavings.com. Let's go back to early October when you issued the fiscal year 2023 year-end report. What have you discovered? Well, we discovered that Connecticut's finances are in pretty good shape, um, and that's a market change from where we were even five years ago. We've had five consecutive years of balanced budgets. We ended the fiscal year with a $500 million budget surplus. We have a full rainy day fund for the first time in the history of Connecticut at over 
billion dollars. And most importantly, Wayne, we've paid off about $8 billion worth of our $40 billion of pension debt in the last five years. Um, we made some big changes back in 2017 to our fiscal situation, and the governor and I uh, have been really trying to beat the drum on keeping those reforms going uh, because what we're doing is working, and we got to keep taking our medicine, and slowly but surely, um, we're turning around Connecticut's finances, and that's a really good thing for our state. Take your medicine by using the Array RX card. Never mind. And along the same lines, I was intrigued a week later, you published the first ever annual loss report. What did that show us? Well, yeah, um, I kept getting these requests from journalists uh, trying to write stories on these one-off things like, you know, how much the state lost when the Huskies won the national championship and there was a little bit of a riot at the UConn campus or when a bus caught on fire. And um, I think that my office, as sort of the chief fiscal watchdog of the state, it's important to just put out numbers and let the public digest them. And so um, we put out the first ever loss report, and that detailed uh, all the money that we lost in the previous fiscal year because of damage or things that were stolen or items that were lost. And I think it's a way to put some transparency out there, but also... Um, we know that when we shine a light on things, people pay more attention to them. And I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, when we put that spotlight on all the agencies that lost some money, uh, they're going to do a better job next year of trying to crack down on that. And that's a good thing for the people of Connecticut. That's an interesting concept indeed. The first ever annual loss report. Well, we'd like to keep Sean on until eight o'clock this morning, but I'm told that you have somewhere to be at eight o'clock. You're going to be off the air here in a minute. So give us the inside dope where you got to be in a minute today, Sean. Well, not that I don't love your show, Wayne, but I'm about to go on WTIC for an hour and get grilled by their listeners. So uh, if you want to keep listening, uh, the only time I would ever tell you not to listen to Willie would be right now but then come on back to Willie uh, when you're done. So what you're saying is that we've scooped TIC. All the stuff you're going to say there, you already said here. Thank you very much for that. We gave you the exclusive, for sure. That's how that worked. Good catching up with you, Sean. Thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great morning, Wayne. That would be our state comptroller, Sean Scanlon, joining us today. And the primary reason was to talk about the Array RX card. Takes five minutes to sign up. More than 11,000 people have signed up since the October 2nd launch, and that's with no marketing budget. It's all been boots on the ground as they continue to visit senior centers to promote the initiative, as well as working with healthcare partners and community organizations. Hundreds of prescriptions have already been filled. Once the program has been in effect for a couple of months, they'll have a more in-depth statistical report. It's completely free for the state to take part in. They are working to hire one person in the office who will oversee implementation of Array RX. You can go to the website and learn more about it. A R R A Y R X C A R D dot com. Thanks to the Comptroller, Sean Scanlon, for joining us this morning at WILI.